to go, go, go. Piano Craft behind Red Lobster in Springfield. Heroes coming. Heroes coming. One former Speaker of the House to drive to work and another for the drive home. The Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560, the new KWTO. All right, one more segment left of the week. As we do every day, we finish a show with a snake draft where we select the Mount Rushmore of something. Today, we're going to pick our Mount Rushmore of Biblical Heroes. Garrett, let's play some music. It's time for another snake draft on the Elijah Har Show. Come on, slither it Snake it snake. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page. All right, as we do the draft, we've decided some ground rules early. First of all, no deities. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit all off the board. You can't draft them. I, I think it makes sense. I yeah. mean, if you if you pick Jesus or God, you're in a significant advantage. It's, it's it, it wouldn't be fair. Can't pick the devil either. Not that any of us, I think, would really want to anyway. Are angels fair game? I think, I think so. I think angels are fair game. Perfect. Uh, but you have to name them. You're not just getting to draft all of the cherubim. That's not allowed. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to kick it off because mine. Okay. That's kind of easy. I, I'm just. I'm picking my namesake. <laughs> I got to go with Elijah. Come on. The guy did a million amazing things. He's one of two people in the Bible not to die. Stood up to Ahab. Basically, I mean, there's so many stories about uh, uh, Elijah in the Old Testament. I could go through all of them because I think they're all amazing. My favorite. Is that basically the 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 mad flax where he tells the prophets of Baal, "Hey, why don't you st- get your gods to start a fighter?" And they're cutting themselves, and they can't get it. And then he he does it, and then he just kills them all. I mean, he guy had no chill, total faith. He's my hero. He's a good one. And then right after that, the rain. I'm pretty sure came, and it gave him. Uh, God gave him the ability to turn into basically the flash. I think outrun the chariots of the other people. <laughs> To, to get to the king and claim that reign for, for the true God. Yeah. And the best part is the prophets of Baal, they're trying to get, get their false gods to light this fire. They can't do it. And he's like, Oh, well, why don't we bump, bump a whole bunch of water on this first and yep. then I'll do it. I mean, if you think about he's in front of thousands of people, the amount of faith it takes to say, Oh, we're going to do a challenge and I'm going to make mine extra hard. And I have no fear that God's not going to come through. Amazing. And taunting beforehand. I mean, maybe Bale's oh, sleeping. Maybe he's going to the bathroom. I, oh. I mean, he, he, gives, he, he just gives no quarter. That story alone is my, is my favorite. But again, goes to heaven a chariot of fire. I mean, the greatest exit of this earth, probably of anybody. It's, it's a good pick. Not who I would have picked. And, uh, but I, I would have picked him if you had picked somebody else. Just, just to, rub just it to in. take it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you're controlling the draft order now, Elijah. So, who's going next? Gary, you can go next. All right. Listen, there is one man 
who I think in the Old Testament constantly gets repeated. In the New Testament gets repeated a lot. He he made his fair share of mistakes, but at the end of the day, he was a man after God's own heart. I'm going with David. He killed Goliath. He was the first great king of Israel directly after Saul. The way he got to be king is amazing. The way he was anointed is fantastic. He was the youngest of, I want to say, 12 kids, maybe 13 if I'm incorrectly remembering. He was the youngest of a lot, and he was out tending sheep. The prophet Samuel came in and said, hey, you're going to be king even though you're like the smallest and the littlest. Um, the story after story of David, he has his mighty men. I don't necessarily get them, but he was kind of the, the mighty organizer. The ballers. Yeah. I, I find... I think there's always these unexplored stories in the Bible. I want to know more about these. We may have talked about this, but, you know, there's the one that he goes down in the pit in the winter and slays the lion. I need backstory on that. That sounds like an amazing <laughs> story. I, I want to know why. What happened there? I mean, I these guys are like the Navy SEALs of David. Yeah, they don't get talked about enough. They that's, don't. That's for sure. Uh, probably in the uh, in the extra books of the Bible, they do. Yeah. And uh, David gets a mention in the song "Hallelujah," technically. So that that's another big bonus, <laughs> which is too. also just a great song. It's just it's a great song. What's your favorite version of that song? Um, man, that's actually really tough. There was one version that was done. Um, I don't know if this is my favorite. My favorite is uh, I can't remember the name of it, the guy. But there's another one who sang it on the Voice. Mm. One year, and he absolutely crushed it. I like the Rufus Wainwright version. I don't know if that's the one that's my favorite. I'll have to look it up, and I can do that whenever it is Noah's turn. Obviously, <laughs> as with Elijah, this makes it easy. Number one draft choice has to be Noah. Was there a Garrett in the Bible? <laughs> I may have missed him. He must have been pretty lame. He's one of the minor <laughs> prophets. <laughs> Noah, obviously, much like Elijah, where you say, you know, two people were, were taken up off the earth without dying. Only two people ever saved the earth. One saved the earth spiritually. That was Jesus. One saved the earth physically. That was Noah. If without Noah, the earth does not continue. Noah was so faithful that God said, hey, I will literally save you and your family alone. He was the original conspiracy theorist that said, hey, I believe it's going to rain. I will build this boat and it will rain. And it did. I don't think there's any question that Noah is a great first round draft choice. It is interesting when you're named after a biblical character, do you take on their traits? I mean, I don't know. Have you mocked the prophets of Baal lately? I don't think I have. That's <laughs> maybe what I was you thinking need to. I'm like, you know, maybe I need a little more Elijah in me. I am very much a conspiracy theorist, so maybe I do take there on those There is a Twitter traits. account called Smash Bales, and it's essentially <laughs> it. just a very uh, uh, muscular Christianity. Um, I am not the author of that Twitter account, but it's, <laughs> it's sort of the, uh, the Elijah of Twitter. Speaking of muscular Christianity, my number two pick is Samson. Ah, it's a good one. Samson, to me, is is the most superhero character that's in the Bible. Obviously, massive strength. He had his weakness, uh, just like superheroes that are that are in comic books. One of my favorite things about Samson is that he falls to uh, this harlot who cuts his hair, and he loses all of his strength. And in his old age, he's blinded. God grants him that strength back to destroy the temple and kill all the people that have enslaved him. It's such a great story. There's the, a lot more the to Samson than just is that. So powerful, Absol- and that's one of the things I he dies destroying all of them. Like it is like <laughs> the ultimate 
sacrificial. I mean, it's amazing. And so well, I love that God granted him that at the end. I mean, God knew exactly what was going to happen, and he granted him that as his basically his final wish. I'll give you the strength back to destroy him. What a great story. I'm taking Samson as my second pick. The Fitness Friday takes Samson. That makes perfect <laughs> sense. We should have known the first two picks, the namesake and the and the, the fit fit one. I was wondering I was wondering if Noah was going to be your pick. I cuz I there were a couple guys who was like, "Eh, this guy might have been a little bit cooler. I like this guy a little bit more." And you went with your gut. And then you went with Samson who for obvious reasons <laughs> is one of your favorite Bible characters. So, I respect it. Um, real quick, uh, Matthew Schuler is the guy who sang Hallelujah on The Voice oh. that I really enjoyed. That one's really good. Of course, Pentatonix has a version. Uh, I'm going with Buckley, though. Jeff, Jeff Buckley's, Buckley's got, he's what got one of the OG versions, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's got the really throaty version. And speaking of songs, uh, this Bible character's song has been sung for years and years and years because he has so many sons. Father Abraham. <laughs> I mean... The dude had a kid at 100 years old. What else do I really need to say? That's what you want to be 100, having a baby. Sure, yeah. I mean, Robert De Niro's almost doing it. Why can't I? Yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, the he's like all of these Bible characters, uh, heroes. I, I always say characters. That makes it sound like I don't believe they, they're real. And I, I got to fix that because I do believe all of them are real. Father Abraham's the pick. Like all of these other heroes, he had his mistakes. He messed up kind of in Egypt a couple of times with his wife. But at the end of the day, he was the father of many nations. He's kind of prophesied as a chosen one to lead the, the people of Israel. He's great. He gets a name change. Always love a Bible character with a good name change from Abram to Abraham. Um, and there, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. I want to about. talk about name changes for a second. Let's take off this rabbit trail for a second. Yeah. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob's name gets changed to Israel, but we remember him as Jacob. Abram's name gets changed to Abraham. We remember as Abraham. You could fast forward to two and Daniel. Why is it when the, when the Israelites go to Babylon, they have their names changed? Some we know by their I- Jewish names, some we know by their... Persian names or Babylon names, whatever it is. So um, I think the book of Daniel was written by Daniel, um, and so he chose to keep his Israelite original name. The book of, um, I can't remember what it was now, that, that had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those those are their uh, Babylonian names, but I, I want to say that— That's um, in Daniel too, right? Is it? I think it is. I think those texts, however, were were different. They were used uh, the, the, like the the original languages were different, or the text that, that we gathered for the Book of Daniel. This is different. a question for theologian Bruce. <laughs> yeah, because he's gonna he's probably listening right now and just shaking his head like, "No, Garrett, that's not it at all." Like, ah, well, the the those were papyrus scrolls, <laughs> and they were found here. But these, yeah, that's probably what it is. But well, and. Abram's name was changed, I feel like, fairly early on in the story, where Jacob's name was changed somewhat later. Yeah, so that, that might enough. have something to do with it. Fair enough. Abram's changed his name at, what, 90? Maybe that, that was in the name change. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't remember either, but I know he had a kid at 100, and that's impressive. All right. Uh, biblical hero number two for me. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some New Testament. I'm going to go with Paul. Yeah. Another, another name change, Saul to Paul. I, I think you could preach a biblical sermon. I've wanted to do this for a long time. On name changes in the Bible, I, I think people in the Bible with the same name, I should say. So, for instance, there's two Sauls in the Bible. One Saul starts at the top as king. One Saul starts at the bottom as as you know the destroyer of Christianity, and their lives go in completely opposite directions. 
Um, I, I love the New Testament story of Paul. The road to Damascus is amazing. To me, Paul is like the founding father of New Testament. He wrote most of it. He, if, if, if James Madison was writing the Federalist Papers, Paul was writing most of the New Testament. He's such an important part to Christianity. And he has some amazing moments. So, for instance, he has an opportunity. At one point, he's, he's in prison. He has an opportunity to get free, and he insists that they take him to Rome solely so he can share the gospel in front of Caesar. He does things that very few people do in the New Testament. He's going to be my number two pick. One of my favorite sermons that I've ever preached of all time is whenever he gets bitten by a snake on that on that shipwreck. I, I love that story. It's my second favorite Bible story. Are, maybe you, are of your all sermons time. on YouTube? No, I used uh. to I used to try to record them and the audio got all messed up and I, I was like, eh. but, you know, hey, uh, any churches out there, if you're looking to hire a guest speaker, I will gladly for money. I will gladly go on stage and uh, and give some old sermons, maybe write a new one. I got a couple good, good, good ones that I'd love to to open back up again. Uh, all right. Number three pick going back into the Old Testament. Um, got to say, this is a guy he you know. We talk about big shoes to fill. He stepped into some really big shoes to fill. Joshua. Ooh. Joshua took over for Moses. That was one of them. That was going to be my next one. And here's the thing. There, there's three things about it. One, he had to take over big shoes to fill. Two, before he did that, he went into the land. All the other spies for the Israelites were like, oh, we can't do it. Him and Caleb come back. We're like, nah, we do it. Like the eternal optimist, just like I am. I love him for that. And then, of course, they take on Jericho. Of course, he listens to God, and instead of saying, oh, we're going to burrow under the wall, or we're going to do it, no, we're just going to march around the wall for seven straight days. On the seventh day, we're going to march around seven times, and the walls fall down. Totally faithful. He's my number three. It's a good pick. I'm going to keep it in the New Testament here, the rock on which Jesus built his church. Oh, snap. No, we talked about sermons a few seconds ago. I don't think, other than Jesus, more sermons have been written about any other guy than Peter, his ups, his downs, his lefts, his rights, literally throwing lefts and rights, I'm sure, at some time. He cut a dude's ear off of his <laughs> head. I'm, I'm going with Peter. His transformation is one of my favorites in the Bible. And Jesus took him on before that transformation occurred. I think that's really special. That's a good choice. I like that one. All right, I'm going to go with my number three, which is one of my biggest inspirations for my, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, the, the theology thing that I, 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 my controversial take, which is Enoch is my number third choice. Enoch, I believe, was the only person who on this earth overcame sin and therefore no longer uh, actually literally walked with God and was taken up. He's one of the other guys with, with Elijah that, that we do not uh, believe ever died on this earth. So Enoch is my number three. I, I love, uh, I've read through the book of Enoch, which is super interesting to read through. Uh, if you haven't, I, I would suggest that. So he's my number three. I got to ask you about this book of Enoch. Does it shed, is there anything in there that you're like, this seems to be in contradiction to the scriptures that we read. I haven't seen anything that that's contradictory. I think it's interesting too because the book of Enoch is is referenced multiple times in the New Testament as well. There's passages from yes. the book of Enoch that are in the New Testament. So, no, I don't find anything controversial. Uh, I shouldn't say controversial. There's plenty controversial. I don't think find anything contradictory. Nice. Um my number 4, I'm going to go with Michael the Archangel. And and the reason I'm going Boom. with Michael the Archangel, uh he is named specifically in Revelation Michael is mentioned explicitly in Revelation 12, where he does battle with Satan and casts him out of heaven so that he no longer has access to God. I, I, to me, that again, I'm, I'm a, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy that there is, 
if you can't pick a deity, Michael is the next closest thing, I guess you'd say. Literally does battle with Satan in Revelations. I, I, I will go with Michael the Archangel. I, I considered Gabriel because there's a lot of really cool stuff about Gabriel as well, but I'm going with Michael as my fourth choice. So this has put me in a really tough spot because there are two guys that I want to draft and we do not have enough time. I have a, a founding father of Christianity, a big major dude, or I have one of my personal favorites and I truly don't know who to pick. If we had a whole bunch of time left, I could kill it easily by talking about my personal favorite. There's not really enough time to explain it, so I'm going to stick with Moses. I mean, what do you really have to say about Moses? Other than that, it's Moses. He split the Red Sea. He had some struggles. He I'll looked like Charlton those. Heston. What? <laughs> you never seen the Ten Commandments movie? Apparently not. No. Oh, it's Charlton like the greatest is Moses. Moses movie ever. Oh, you got it. It's long. Whoa. Three and a half hours. There's an intermission. Greatest. Did you say greatest Moses movie ever? Yeah. Like you haven't seen the Prince of Egypt? (laughs) This is a grown up, grown up movie. This is for (laughs) for big kids. Six and prefer the Ten Commandments. (laughs) Prince of Egypt is a masterpiece. It is gorgeous. There are 60 year olds and 50 year olds who still have studied film and realize that the Prince of Egypt is a masterpiece of cinematic proportions. And it's fantastic. I'm, am I having to defend this right now? This is shocking. You haven't seen the Ten Commandments. How can you compare them if you haven't seen the Ten Commandments? Speaking of the guy who gave us the Ten Commandments, I'm sticking with Moses <laughs> as my pick regardless. I want to keep the focus on that. We have officially one minute left and one more pick to make. All right. Uh, so I've, 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 cir- I've gone through a few different picks. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to pick Esther. We needed a woman mm-hmm. for such a I was time worried. as this. I was, you know, worried. she 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 saved the Israelite people. Uh, she's got a whole book named after her, which is unusual for a female in the Bible. And uh, she she has an amazing story with Mordecai, or her her uncle. We are out of time. I want to go in longer because I want to talk about JL and how I almost picked her. But Ooh. as we do every day, we finish up with a quote. This was quote from Ronald Reagan. Within the covers of the Bible are the answers for all the problems that people face. We'll see you Monday on the Elijah Har Show. I saw below me that golden valley.